Welcome to the Tony Gaskin Show, best-selling author, celebrity life coach, and international speaker. The purpose of this show is to bring you motivation, inspiration, and education in the areas of life, love, and business. Thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. Hey, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Talks with Tony. Got an email today from a young lady, and today I'm I'm doing I'm recording this podcast today, you know, in conjunction with Facebook Live. So if you hear me talking to Facebook, forgive me. Make sure you click the like button on my Facebook if you're only on the podcast. Good morning, Tony. I've been following you for a long time, and I really admire your wisdom, advice, and the love you have for your wife and family. Hey, thank you so much. I need some help with my situation. I've been with my on and off boyfriend for the last two years, but I've known him for four. He's cheated and lied about simple things to big things, and I have forgiven him each time after much convincing that he will be better. I am so weak to him, and I guess it's because I love him since I always seem to let him back in. We haven't had titles of a boyfriend and girlfriend for almost a year, but we were operating like a couple for the whole time. I recently found out again that he has been seeing his ex sexually while he's been seeing me for almost nine months, according to her, and now that I cut him off, he wants to be a better man. I had a gut feeling he was going to see her one night, so I followed him and he ended up at her place. That night before I caught him, he blatantly lied in my face while staying with me in my apartment after we had sex that he was going to see his kids, but really was plotting from the whole day to see her, shaking my head. He was planning the... The planning of the lie and using your kids to appear to be honest is hard to get over. Now he wants to give up passwords again, give me his house key, and be all transparent to make me stay. I ask him why he goes back all the time to her, and he says because it's comfortable there. He also stated when I asked do you love her, he says no, but feelings are there, but he's in love with me. Tony, I feel foolish for allowing him to come back again after all of this, and I find myself getting so angry with myself and at him because my trust is so gone. He claims he wants to regain it back, but I can see his impatience with me when I ask him to call certain females back to prove their relationship is nothing. Tony, should I just leave this alone? Don't want to torture myself just to trust him. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey, thank you so much for writing in. And remember, if you have a question for me for the podcast, it's the podcast. You can send it to inbox at TonyGaskins.com. Now, see, the reason why I saw this and I, I got over 700 emails that I need to read. and But I saw this and the title said, I have feelings for her, but I love you. And as I skimmed the first couple lines, because I read these live, I've never, you know, read this email or thought about what I'm going to say, but I read the first couple lines and I saw he's been cheating. And I realized that it's so many women dealing with cheating. And see, here's the thing. We hear this and it makes perfect sense. We always got the best advice 
for somebody else's life. But then when we find ourselves going through it and we in it, it's you really stunned and you don't know what to do. And so you know in your heart what you should do. But doing it becomes the hard part because you start to wonder, will I find anything better? What's the, the, the reason? What's the purpose of leaving this person when the next guy get with going to cheat on me too? So why leave if he trying to make it work? He want to give me his passwords. He want to give me his house key. He, he, he begging and pleading. He's saying he's sorry. The next guy might cheat and might not do all of that. So you start to think about all of this stuff. And it's so easy for us on the outside looking in to cast a stone. It's so easy for to say, you know, she a fool, she foolish, you know, she ignorant. I read these all all day and I, I got too many thousands of them to read. And as I read, I, I just my, my heart just start to hurt. It, I'm just like, Lord, it's like, Lord, can I meet Bill Gates and just ask him for a, a donation so I could build Real Love University? and then spread it around the country and then around the world because it, it can't be this hard. Like, y'all y'all can't really be struggling like this because me personally, I don't really understand it because I have put women through this. When I was 18, 19, you know, 20 years old, I have been a dog, and I did not understand it then why women deal with it. And then when I came out on the other side, that's what made me start teaching on love and relationships because it just was so, it, it was so confusing. I'm like, it can't be this big of a gap. Like women cannot be this gone in the head to put up with the stuff that myself and other men are putting them through. This, this can't be life. This can't be real. And I'm like, Lord, did, I know they're smart. I know you made them smart because they could be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It's women who are billionaires. You know, it, it, I know they're smart. I know they're strong because they could raise three, four kids by themselves. So I know they're smart. I know they're strong. But, Lord, why are they still dumb in a relationship? Like, why are they falling for the games that we play. And then I started to realize as God started to speak to me and he started to say, like, see, I called a man to be a protector and a provider. I call him to be the head. I call him to love her the way I love her. That's what I instructed him to do. But you got an adversary. So when you got the adversary, he's going to have influences. He's going to have temptations. And he's going to have, you know, shortcomings. He's going to fall short. And when he falls short and things start to go haywire, it starts to go crooked. It really breaks down the relationship because the woman, I created her to be his support system. I created her strong enough to go through the tough times of life when they are broke, when, when they can't find anything to eat. When she's carrying a child and she gives birth to that child and that child got to be fed every two hours and she's at her wits end and she feels like killing herself, but she has the strength to keep serving this baby who needs her. And she can do a, she can do that for months on end. 
And, and I created her to be strong enough to be able to do it alone because I knew men would be fighting wars. I knew men would be out hunting and, and killing food and she would have to be alone. So I gave her a profound strength, but it was never intended to be perverted. It was never intended to be infiltrated. Although I knew it would happen, I created perfection and I allowed the imperfection. I created righteousness and holiness, but I allowed wickedness. And I allowed that because it gives a human a choice. Because if you had no choice, then you wouldn't be a human. You would be a robot. And so I did not create robots. I created humans. So you have a heart and you have a mind and you have a soul and you have a spirit. So you can make choices in your life and decide what is right and what is wrong for you. And so I started to realize that these women are so caught up with supporting a man and being there and trying to be his rock, trying to be his backbone, his support system, that you lose all your senses and you stop supporting and loving yourself. You stop loving yourself and you are a human. So eventually, when you stop loving yourself, you start losing yourself. And when you start losing yourself, you start weakening yourself. And when you start weakening yourself, you begin to weaken him and weaken the relationship because you are now enabling him. You are now making him complacent because you are always there. And you go from being, you go from being his, his woman to being his mother. See, the person who should always be there is his mother. But see, when you go into a relationship, you are not his mother. You can walk away. You don't have to be there when he continues to cheat, when he continues to lie to you and mislead you and dog you out. You don't have to be there. But you are not looking for a husband. You're looking for a son because of the mothering nature in you, the nurturing nature about you, you're looking for a son. So now you start to see this man that you are sleeping with as your child and you create this incestual relationship. And we have this in our life. We have men looking for a mother, but trying to call her wife. We have men who are having sex with their mother, not the biological mother, their woman that they treat like their mother because they expect her to love them through any and everything, regardless of how bad it is. I remember seeing my grandmother had a mother's love like none other, and she had one living son. And he would do some crazy stuff. He would get in trouble. He would, you know, get caught up in stuff. And then she had grandsons who would be in and out of jail, in and out of jail. And 
she would bail them out, bail them out. And everybody kept saying, Grandma, why you keep getting them boys out of prison? Leave it but in there. They want to do, they want to act up, they want to do wrong. But see, that's a mother's love. And even it comes to a time that a mother got to pull back after a man is over 18. But what happening is women today, y'all ain't wives anymore. Y'all mothers. You treating your man like your son and you sleeping with them. So what happened, it create the same thing in our children. Daughters end up wanting to date their daddy because that's what it looked like that, that, that their parents doing. Sons end up wanting to date their mama. And now you get now you can't have a relationship because she too much of a daddy's girl and he too much of a mama's boy. Because that's what they saw. They saw husband and wife or, or boyfriend and girlfriend or common-law relationships looking like they together but really raising each other. And one abusing the other. One abusing the other or both abusing. Because what happens is a woman being smarter begins to mentally and mentally abuse a man. Mentally and emotionally abuse a man. And then the man being um, lesser when it comes to knowledge in the brain begins to physically abuse a woman and also emotionally abuse this woman by cheating and then sometimes physically abusing her. So we operate differently because he's big and strong, he can be physically abused and because she's smarter, she can mentally and emotionally abuse. And so now this is what we create and we call it love. So this young lady wrote me and she said, I've been I, I've known this guy for four years and, I, and I've been on and off boyfriend for the last two years. For one, y'all known each other too long to be together because when it's real and when it's going to work, it don't take two years to start. It don't take two years to get started. And then you say in the last year, Y'all haven't had a title of boyfriend and girlfriend for, for, for almost a year, but y'all been operating like one. Let me ask you this. Are you going to go on somebody's job and do all the work and show up every day and do everything and not get benefits? No, you're not. No, you're not. Are you going to go and do the job of a CEO for a company and, and not make them give you the CEO title and the CEO pay. No, you're not. So y'all having a relationship with a single man. You're in a relationship with a single man. This is not your man. This community, he got community ding-a-ling. He got community ding-a-ling and he's sleeping around and then he comes back to you and look, now he done figured you out. And see in Manglish, this is what he's saying. I done known you for four years. Been with you for the last two. Y'all probably were sleeping together the whole four. If not, you've been sleeping together the last two. Over the last year, he'd been sleeping with his ex for the last nine months. He'd been sleeping with her. He says that there are feelings there, but he say in love with you. See, he got feelings for both of y'all, but he don't have love for either one of y'all. He feel for both of you, but see, you got to realize also that Love is a feeling. And a shallow form of love is a liking 
of and affection for. So technically, he has a form of love, but he definitely not in love with you. Because, see, when somebody is in love, they no longer can cheat on you. When you fall in love, you can cheat on somebody you got love for. You can cheat on somebody you love. But when you are in love, that means it is all-encompassing. That means it is all-consuming. That means it is the end-all, be-all. That means it is everything. When you are in love, cheating is out the window. It's out the window. I literally, and I tell guys this all the time, if I go to my hotel room and a woman done got in that room and she in that bed naked, I will, in that, and if I tried to sleep with that woman, I will throw up on her. I will throw up on that woman because I am in love with my wife of 11 years because that is how strong love is. You are in love. A woman will have to tie me down and take him, and then when she let him up, that's my one excuse to swing on and call the police. But because I'm in love. See, when you just got love for somebody, you can slip up and do some things because it's, it's a fleeting feeling that you have reduced. You've reduced this powerful thing to something small and the, def and the definition of it. The dictionary has given you an excuse to still label it love. But truthfully, honestly, if God wrote the dictionary, you got to realize man wrote the dictionary, man wrote the dictionary. So that's why he said love is a liking for love is a strong affection. Love is those things because he wants you. He want to be able to tell you, I love you, but I still can sleep around on you. But I love you. But but truthfully, if God wrote the dictionary, that would not be love. That would be lust. That would be lust. And and like, but not love. And so you got to remember the four levels of love that I created, that I created. So when you hear somebody talking about it, you'll know where they got it from. You have like, no, you have lust. Then you have like, then you have love, then you have self-love. So, see, what you need here is the highest level of love, and that's self-love. And that will give you the strength and the power to walk away from a man who continuously lies to you and cheats on you, and this is not your husband. So you're wasting good time, and you're wasting good love for a man that does not love you. He's a man who, he, he a polygamist, he a or whatever you want to call it, he want many women. He want multiple women. And what it does is he does not respect you. So in Manglish, what he is saying to you in Manglish, see, he will say to you, he will say to you, uh, you can have my passwords. You can, you can have a password to my phone, to my Facebook. You can have my house key. And because what he know in about three months, he going to get that house key back. You know, and really, you can have a house key because you're going to be popping up on an empty house because he's still going to be at her house sleeping with her. So you got his house key, but you ain't got her house key. Now, you followed him. He had sex with you, told him he was going to see his kids, told you he was going to see his kids. You followed him. He went to her house and had sex with her. Now, now what, what I want you to ask yourself, because only you know, is when y'all had sex, was it unprotected sex? 
Because if he unprotected sex with you, he unprotected sex with her. So now the wages of sin is death. You're living in fornication. The wages of sin is death. What that mean is, what that mean in relationships, that means you're going to receive a recompense in your body. So when you are sexually active in a way that is outside of the will of God, you for sure, if you continue to do that, you for sure going to receive a recompense in your body. Now, sometimes you could be doing the right thing. You know, or 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 it can happen. Things can happen to you, and and God will give you the strength to get through it. Things can happen to you, and it wasn't your choice. But when you choose, when you choose to lie down in sin, in fornication, you for sure gonna reap what you've been sowing. You for sure gonna end up with a recompense in your body, and it's gonna be a disease that alters your life. That's going to hinder you from attracting another man when you finally get the strength to walk away from the no good man that you're dealing with. The other thing that's going to happen is he eventually going to meet a woman that's that's going to love herself and respect herself. And he's going to leave you for her and he's going to decide to grow up and become a man. And so and at this point, you probably will be pregnant. You probably will be pregnant and either then had his child or carrying his child when he meet another woman. And I just dealt with an email dealing with this where a guy couldn't have sex with this woman. So he broke up with her because she, you know, Christian or her religion. I don't know what religion. And then went to another woman that he didn't want, got her pregnant and now want to leave her as a single mother and try to get back the woman who who wouldn't have sex with him. So while you on your back in fornication and you know this man is cheating and you know he is lying, eventually he's going to bring you home, bring you back home a gift. That's the kind of gift that Satan gives. He gives snares, not blessings. See, God gives gifts and adds no sorrow. He's going to bring you back home a gift that keep giving. And this gift going to keep giving and you ain't going to be able to get rid of it. And, and, and on one, it might be a lesson like a STD. On two, it might be a, a blessing in disguise like a child. But being born out of wedlock, you're going to struggle with that. And it's going to be hard because you're going to end up being a single mother or you're going to be locked down with his child and he's still going to be able to cheat. And you still going to have to deal with him because you want your child to be able to talk to their father. So all of this is choices. Everything is choices. And see, the, the thing about it is, is we adults, we grown folks, we grown folks and we make bad choices. You got all the choices. You got all the resources. You got all the knowledge. You know right from wrong. But because of your insecurities, because of your insecurities, because of your desperation, because of your pessimism, because of your lack of obedience to your creator, you create a situation that is not advantageous to you. You create a situation that is detrimental to your safety and your sanity. So now you have freedom of choice, but you don't have freedom of consequences. Everything you choose going to come back with something and it's going to be good or bad. So I implore you to make the right choice. To look at this situation and say, look, I got a man who does not really love me, who keep cheating on me. And when he cheats on me, he comes back and he asks me 
to be with him and to accept him back. And he, and he rolled out the red carpet for me. And I've walked down that red carpet. I've stopped for my pictures. I've been down that red carpet time and time again. And then when I get to the end of the hall and think I'm about to enter the ball, I trip and fall. And he shows me that he has not changed. He rolled out that red carpet to walk me to a dead end. And this might be a year down the line. And then he do the same thing that he's been doing. And now you up the creek without a paddle and you don't know how to swim. And see, this is what, you know, I tried to do this when I was a grown boy. I tried to do this my wife. I tried to get her up the creek, take her paddle, break it over my knee. And she told me, it don't matter how deep you take me. You can't drown me because I know how to swim. I won't ever be stranded on an island with you. I know how to get away. And even after being married with a baby, when I tried her, she walked away. She walked away and I knew that she was going to be done. I let her stay gone for three days, begging her, begging her, begging her. And I knew that it is, this woman left me when we was dating. And now she done left me when we just got married, two months into our marriage. I was 23 years old. I was still young and dumb. And... I was still young and dumb, and she walked away. And I said, you know what? This woman's serious. If I say I'm going to change for her, I got to really change. I can't play with her. She's she not going to play this back and forth game. Guess what? At 23 years old, when I got my wife back after that three-day break, I never lost her again. We've been married 11 years. Never lost her again. Never tried her again. Never tried her again. Never put nothing else in her face to have to make her make a decision. Never tried her again. And guess what? By the, I wasn't perfect by the time I was 25. By the end of being 25, I had got all of my wandering eyes and my Facebook inbox cheating. I got that all out the way. And at 25 years old, I made a decision that I was going to be the perfect husband. I made a decision that I was going to be the perfect husband. And guess what? That is when I activated my favor. See, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. But just because you get married don't mean you automatically favored. You could, you could be married, but if you ain't married the right way, if you cheating, if you, if you are abusive emotionally, verbally, physically, in any way, you emotional cheating, you physical cheating, guess what? You, you ain't activated your favor. So when I got all the way right, I activated that favor and my life was elevated. So my wife having morals and standards forced me to become a better man to remain in her life. And then my favor, the oil run from the head. So when God anointed when God anoints you, the oil run from the head. So we one, we a body, and he says, I'm the head. If he favors me, guess what? Her life is favored. So when my life went up, her life went up. And guess what? It worked. Somebody said, but she came back. So what point do you think she should stop giving two chances? She gave, She left me two months into marriage. Let's be clear. So she ain't wait a whole year two years, three years to leave, two months in. 
when it's tough to leave and we had a baby in the intensive care unit. And guess what? That was one chance. So I believe in second chances. What I don't believe in is third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh chances. But it also depends on what you're given a chance for. So she left me because I went back to the streets to sell drugs, not because I cheated. See, she didn't leave me because I cheated. She, it, she ain't, it wasn't none of that thrown up in her face. She wasn't dealing with that. She, she left me because I went back to be a drug dealer because I went back to the streets with, with my boys. And she said, I refuse to be with a man who's going to have an illegal lifestyle. She left on something smaller than cheating. So that's when I knew I can't, I can't play with this woman. This, this woman is not to be played with. So I had to change my life and elevate my lifestyle. So the thing here, the question that I read for some of y'all who met, uh, who missed it, this lady been dealing with this guy for four years, been on and off boyfriend for two years. Guess what? When you dating somebody and it's meant to be, you shouldn't have no off. You shouldn't have a bunch of offs. Y'all, a lot of people say on and off. It shouldn't be offs. You, you need to be on. And, and off meaning if y'all not talking more than two weeks, that's an off. You shouldn't keep having offs and offs and offs and having, you know, three months on, two months off, three months on, two months off, or a month on, a week off, a month on, a week off. You keep cutting off too much. That means y'all ain't ready for one another. Y'all aren't ready to be, y'all are not meant to be together. When my wife and I was was uh, dating, we ain't had no offs. She left me two months into dating, and she was gone for six months, and I had to come back to her after them six months. And she left me because I was becoming controlling. I was becoming jealous and insecure, and it was, it was a red flag too early, and she said, I'm out of here. I ain't putting up with this. Six months later, I came back, put on a different face. We dated for 10 months, and then we got married. Well, no offs in them 10 months. Got married two months in, I tried to flip the script because I thought I had her up the creek without a paddle. She showed me she could swim. After that, I realized I can't try this woman no more because if she leave again, she give me a second chance in marriage. If she leave again, I'll never get her back. I'll never get her back. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. When you know you got your one, you know. Women, listen to me. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know because that's why God say a man who finds a wife. You don't find your husband. So you know based on what he shows you. So the choice got to be his. The choice got to be his to live right and do right. You could say, oh, this is my husband. But if he dogging you out, that's not your husband. So you don't know. He got to know. So I want you to look at this. And listen to me. I'm going to cut my uh, podcast off. I've been going 30 minutes. I'm producing uh, showing me the little sign. I want you to know that if you don't have standards for your life, you'll be given anything. And if you're too desperate and you eat everything that's put in your face, somebody going to poison you. So think about who you are and what you want and know that if you lack standards, you will be left for somebody who has standards. And the crazy thing about it is somebody without standards will leave you and your no standards for somebody with standards because deep down that person wants to be pushed to be a better person. 
That person wants to be challenged to be somebody better. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in to this. If you have a question for me, please send it to inbox at TonyGaskins.com. Inbox at TonyGaskins.com. Make sure you visit TonyGaskinsAcademy.com. Get to Real Love University. And if, if you want to do what I'm doing, being a life coach, I have a life coach training on there, show you how to build your business. Make sure you visit TonyGaskinsAcademy.com. God bless you. We'll talk soon.